Hey guys, and welcome to season four of the Yes People podcast. I'm your host, Savia Rox, and in this season, we get to remember and reminisce back in time with some of our guests like... Hey, we are Entity, and you're listening to... The Us People podcast with Savia Rox. Hey, my name is Stephen Ridley, and you're listening to the Us People podcast with the lovely Savia Rox, keeping it positive. Hi, my name is James Green. I'm a TV presenter, sports reporter, and journalist. Hi, this is Joy Langley, and I'm the author of Navigating Stress. Hey, this is Travis Glossop. I am a creative radio producer for KISS FM. And you're listening to the Us People podcast with Savia Rocks. We highlight the strengths of our cultures, talking about diversity and inclusion and speaking out loud and proud about who we are. I was never that good. I was I was determined. I had a love for the sport and that always fueled me. But uh, arriving into London and kind of uh, growing up in a really difficult situation, trying to know uh trying to kind of make sense of my life with my you know with at home and not being accepted by by you know you know by the people around me because there was in the 60s there was tremendous racism growing up in london it's great it's great uh, i'm glad because i didn't i'll be honest i didn't really work that hard at uni so it was good to leave uni and and really like get on it you know really like because i also as a person i think i value I value productivity. A lot of people live to work. I think I am one of the work to live guys, but because my work is amazing, that's all right with me. You know, so as a person, I, I go to bed happy when I've had a productive day. We've also saved the best till last by honouring another artist and showcasing their talent as our new theme song with none other than your host, Savia Rocks, featuring in their song. So guys, enjoy, stay creative, and as always, please continue to be kind to one another. Let's go. Hey, I am Bar Markovic and I am a professional violinist and you are listening to the Us People podcast with Savia Rocks. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Us People podcast. I'm your host, Savio Rux, and today I am humbled to have the beautiful Bar here with me. He is an award-winning cross-genre violinist. Bar, thank you so much for taking your time to come on the Us People podcast. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you so, so much for having me here. It's a real pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting us into your home. It works both ways, so... Thank you so much, Bar. My first question for you is, could you tell us about your background, where you grew up, and how that influenced you to be the beautiful person who you are today? So I was born in Israel, and I lived there until I was 22. Then I moved to London to study music, study classical music. I played the violin, um, and it's been eight and a half years. Here in London since I am. Whoa. How has it been for you since you've been in London? How is the transition from where you were born to being in London? Because I know there is a structural difference. I know there is a cultural difference. How is that for you and what has that done to you? And how has it changed you? There is quite a difference, yes. Um, I would say more a difference of mentality. 
totally. Um, so it took me quite quite few years to get myself accustomed to the local um, costumes and behaviors and mentality and rules. But um, I already came with a pretty much open mind kind of mentality. Um, I grew up in a very, very diverse and multicultural uh, environment. So it was it, it was pretty easy for me to fit in the metropolitan, multi-diverse environment of London. I like that. So it, it feels very natural for me to just meet different people and just, just immediately click with them or just feel like I could share um, values with them very easily. I like that. One of the questions that I love to ask anybody who comes on the show, any guest who comes in the show, is can you define who you are as a person? But also, who do you see when you look in the mirror? But on the flip side of that question, has there ever been a time where you have looked in the mirror and not recognized the person staring back at you? How did you manage to transform who you were or where you were in when you were in that place to being the person who you are today or wanted to come back and be? That's a very good question. Um, let me take you back to the age of 18. A, f- a really good friend of mine back in the day asked me one of the most beautiful questions anyone has ever asked me. And it wasn't, will you marry me, by the way? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful question. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> Um, he asked me, Bar, if I take away the violin from you, which is your livelihood, Ooh, okay. if I take that away from you, I take music, I take violin away from you, who are you? Back in the day, I was 18, I didn't know what to answer. I thought like, well, well this is what I am, this is who I am. Music is me, I'm violin, violin is me. Me, violin, me, me, music, me, me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But then, obviously I was a kid, I was still in my teenage years, although 18, but still. And you go forward, you fast forward like three years later, I picked up some experiences, life experiences. Mm -hmm. I could answer this question in a few words. A few years later, I would be in London, going through the struggle of being a lone student here with no friends, no family. And then I could answer this question in a few sentences. And nowadays, after so many experiences I've been through, both here in London, around the world, back home, I can answer this question writing at least a full page. So, to me, who I am is not defined by my music or what I do as a musician, but rather I define my music and what I do. And it comes with experiences, it comes with through the years. The more you experience, the more you shape yourself. And and we are a whole, one whole piece of a lot of little experiences that we go through in our lives. So we keep evolving, we keep changing, we keep growing. And it it never ends. I like that. 
That's a beautiful answer to actually have. That's a beautiful answer. Talk to me about your values, living your life dream, but also being creative and leading people to victory in the way you create your music. So, as a musician, growing up, I obviously had to abide by certain rules. Of course, naturally. And you don't always like it, but you just have to do it, and you have to practice, and you have to do things in a certain way. And... Um, you think like, oh, maybe I've been destined to do this and this and that, X, Y, Z. And I remember being a student here at the Royal College of Music in London. I started kind of shifting away from all of this. I felt like I'm not so interested. And I was studying classical music and that I grew up on that. You know, um, my whole education, musical education, my whole um, training was based on classical music and I started shifting away from it I wasn't that interested anymore but I also discovered re- I would say rediscovered um, a new side in me the creative side because yeah. I, I think since I was a teenager I was kind of envisioning me creating music me doing new things with the violin that are outside of the classical music genre and as a student here I started actually indulging in it and doing something about it. So I started creating um, some of my first works, pretty much. I mean, I did create something previously before I moved to London, but it took a whole new kind of um, direction as a student because I was already thinking about the next step, what happens after I finish college. Because yeah. I, I knew, I just knew it that there's not going to be a red carpet ready for me when I finish college. Nothing is going to happen on its own. It's up to me to make something. That's true. And I was looking for, to find myself as well. Like how I can make my life as a musician challenging and fulfilling and wholesome and be able to feel that I'm doing something that really fulfills my heart but also can help me live like job-wise you know (laughs) and I started just coming up with ideas and trying different things and by the time I just started picking up a pace and finding my my rhythm and by the time I finished college I had gigs going on for me I, I was busy I was doing my own projects and it just felt so good it felt so good um it's not easy, obviously, the, the process of getting there. It's, it's quite a journey. It takes time, and you go through some phases of, like, I really don't know what I'm going to do, how am I going to do. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you feel just lost. Yep. <laughs> and, and it makes you think, like, maybe I'm a failure. Maybe I'm not as good. Maybe I'm not as that. Um, but it's all in our head, usually. It's that little voice. It's funny you said that I sent out... A message, I send out a message every Tuesday and it's funny that you said that because the message this week was about having that little voice in your head, in your consciousness and we all have that voice in our heads that plays such a detrimental part of how we think and feel towards who we are as people 
but how we think people are actually feeling towards us when half of the time it's not actually true. I could not agree with this anymore. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely true. Um, I remember thinking to myself back in my college years, oh my God, I'm such a bad person or I am just drifting away from everything that I know and I don't deserve all of it. I've, I went through so much and now I'm like ditching it, I would say. But it wasn't really this, it wasn't true. It wasn't true because I did self-talk with myself. I told myself, okay, nothing can take away what I've learned so far. Of course. And I have the skills. It's all in there. It's not that I'm throwing anything away. I'm just changing the course of the journey. I'm still using my skills. I'm still using my knowledge. I just want to do new things with it. I just don't want to walk the same old way. Because I kind of grew up in, in this environment and belief system that, oh, it's either you do A, B, C, and that's it. And I was telling myself, wait, but I have passions regarding music that are just outside of what I know. I can still use the same set of skills and ideas and um, mentalities sometimes, not all of that, in new ways for new things. Still in music, but just different ways, different things. <clears throat> and that helped me actually to, to make the transition from classical music to anything else. Music. Yeah. Okay. I love that. So... I would love to know what a day is like in Bard's life from when you wake up in the morning to when you're going through your day to when you decide to get creative to when, because I've heard a saying that people say, a lot of creative people say this to me, it's either one or the other, today I'm going to be creative or today I'm going to do the business side of it. And if I do the business side of things, it's going to take away all my creativity because business and creativity are two completely different things. And one of the things I always talk to people about who are very creative is understanding the business side of being creative. They're two completely different things. But what I would love to ask you is, what is a day like in your life from when you wake up in the morning to when you decide to either do the business side or the creative side, to when you're with fans, to when you're either writing or composing, what is a day like in your life? First of all, it's very interesting what you just mentioned about people deciding that one day they're going to do business and the other day they're going to be creative. Yeah. Um, I've never tried it. Maybe I should try it, my, try it myself. Um yeah, maybe I should try it myself because I've, I've never thought about it this way. So what I try to do, I try to have um, a routine, a morning routine, first of all. Yeah. Writing three things, first thing in the morning that I'm grateful for. Writing them down on paper. And then there's a book that I read. So I read the book. Yeah. And then I start my day. Now, every day is different. I cannot say that I have a lineup of my days that is similar. Every day is different. I do admin, and even admin can be different. Mm -hmm. um, I could run sessions, say like meetings, 
Yesterday, for example, I had a meeting over Zoom with people from the United States over a performance opportunity. Um, and it's going back and forth for a while now, but it seems it seems like it's going in, in, in the right direction, so I'm happy. Um, I engage in music production, so I edit my works, I produce them if I need to add new instruments. For example, I work with the software. Um, sometimes I record music from here. Sometimes I go to a friend to record if they have a studio. It really depends on my needs. Um, I, I manage five different, I think, five or six different social media channels for myself wow. as well. So I have my own website. And on top of that, I have Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, yes. yeah. um, Twitter. <laughs> I am on streaming platforms. So once in a while, you have to update everything and make sure that everything is has like the most updated information. Uh, these days, I'm trying to apply to a lot of different things because um, I'm trying to broaden my horizons and get more opportunities for myself. Of course. So I also put some time into filing applications. Filling, so filling applications. <laughs> uh, yeah, I put time to fill some application uh, applications. Um, I'm trying to think. I do work out as well. So that's also uh, some time that I put, um, that I allocate. There's a lot of just small things that just sometimes you, you think like, oh, my day just disappeared. <laughs> that happens often. <laughs> like, 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 oh, I don't have anything in the fridge. I need to buy groceries. And suddenly like two hours gone. Oh, wow. I think, I think that's a lot of our lives. One minute we're dead. I always go off course. So I say I'm going to do something and then I completely go and do something else. And that is, I get told off all the time about this. <laughs> and I think when you have a creative mind, your mind is all over the place. It's just naturally our trait of who we are as, as creative people. So even when you say you do so many things, you do admin, you go to the gym, for example, um, you might go and record. Um, mine might be the same, I might go and edit. So all I always say small things make the big things happen in life. And I think... All these small things add up. Sometimes I think we go about life and we think the huge thing is just going to drop on the table. And that's not how the, beautiful, our, the beauty of our journey works. If we appreciate the small things in our life, when the big thing comes, we're ready for it. And we love it and we nurture it so that we can become better. So I think you're just going through that transition now where you're having these phone calls, you're having these meetings, you're making beautiful music, you're releasing music, as I see, also as well. And all these things that you feel are small to you are big to us. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I wanted also to add, to me, I could, let's say, run some business admin um, arrangements and get creative on the way because yeah. I just get ideas. I can get ideas out of random things. And suddenly I'm like, ooh, wait, <laughs> huh. 
yeah, that, that could be something interesting. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Um, a Crazy Violin Adventure, my first release, um, that also has a video clip. So the whole concept of it is basically that I mount a GoPro camera on my electric violin mm -hmm. and I shoot it in a POV kind of uh, angle. So you see my hands playing on the instrument and you see the views at the background. You don't see me. You see what I see when I play. And so the whole concept and idea for this just came very randomly into my mind. I remember I saw a friend of mine on a gig um, with his guitar. He had this small GoPro camera, I don't know, six, seven years ago. And I loved how it was pointing at the fingerboard. Yeah. And I thought, ah, that's a cool angle. And he was like, yeah, I want to use it in gigs. See my, my, my hands. And I thought, I could also do something like that with a violin and it would look really cool. Just just for the sake of, of having the footage True. this way. Now, I love nature. Mm -hmm. I love nature. I always love traveling, trekking. And as a musician, you don't get to do that as much if you're busy. Like I remember being on tour in Europe. Sometimes you move from a place to place. Sometimes like it's a it's a whole like country to country yeah. within matters of hours. You arrive at a place, you have a rehearsal, you play a concert, the next morning you're on a flight to another country. This is very normal being on tour. And I've done I've done a few of those and I just remember that that in some places, yes, I had a few days to explore, but some other places, I wish I had more time. Mm -hmm. So, going back to the concept of crazy violin adventure, thinking about the GoPro camera being mounted on my violin, suddenly, I remember that day, it clicked into my head. I saw this beautiful frame in my head, I imagined it, of sunrise, clear blue sky, green hills, breathtaking backdrop view and I was thinking okay I'm gonna do something with the violin and the GoPro that will use the aspects of extreme that GoPros are meant for but I'm gonna combine it with my love for music my love for creating music my love for nature and traveling and that's how Crazy Violin Adventure was born basically I love that See my, my next question actually kind of coincides with what you've just said. So have you ever considered yourself to be an activist within music? The reason why I asked this question is because music has such a magical power to touch people in the world. Um, it touches humans in so many different ways. It releases the truth within us as people. But how do you feel that you are an activist within your music that helps people heal and connect together as one? That's a good question. I believe that not just with my music, whenever I have the opportunity to give a person, I'm, talk, I'm saying a person, it could be more than one person, but I go for the tiniest, tiniest examples the smallest opportunities if I can give a tip or a little help help to a person and make the 
struggle or their conflict shorter or easier to deal with. Yeah. Then I'm just happy. It doesn't have to be through music. It can be just, just through my experience outside of music. But absolutely, if I can do that with music, why not? This is, this is part of the superpower of being a musician, that you, you just do something nice for people. I had a very, very um, great teacher as a teenager, and she told me this very beautiful thing. She told me about, you got a gift from God, mm-hmm. and this is your talent. Now, you cannot just waste it. It's not the right thing to waste it. You have responsibility to use it, and give back because you got a gift so you have to give back Mm -hmm. so use this talent to make people happy and i absolutely love that because that's what i do i use it to just make people happy sometimes i think to myself now i'm selfish i do it because i like it but it's easy to forget that us musicians obviously we like to do it because we like the approval of people, you know, for what you do, because you put your soul into it. But at the same time, we do make people happy. And it is important. It's that's what this is all about. You know, if today I made one person feeling really good, because I just gave them this moment of grace through music, then I've, I've, I've had a perfect day. There's one. (laughs) Thank you. So you've done it already. Believe me, you've absolutely done it already. Another question that I would love to ask you a lot. And I think, I think about 95% of musicians, composers, creative people go through this. So like you said before, we all go through a moment where we feel like we're down. We feel like we're not doing enough. We feel like we have a lack of money or funds to be able to contribute to what we want to do not realizing and i've realized this in life that money you don't need as much money as you think you just need a good heart belief faith and good people around you and to push yourself in order and just to be in the right some of it is luck in order for you to be in the right place Could you break down for me, has there ever been a time in your life where you've wanted to give up, where you feel like because you didn't have enough money or you felt like you didn't have enough support, which plays a huge part, that you wanted to just put everything on the table and say, I'm done. How did you say to yourself, I want to go back and do this. I have to go back and do this. Like your teacher said, it's an obligation of you to be able to use your God-given talent to be able to show the world how good you are at what you do not for validation but for the sheer love of what you do so first of all giving up was never an option i like that i'm not joking never was an option i would be more scared to give up than to try Mm -hmm. seriously hands down that's 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 me and i've been in i've been through periods of time in my life where i had absolutely nothing for example, to move to London and study the Royal College of Music requires a lot of money. Uh-huh. Being an overseas student mm-hmm. back in the day required me to somehow get £20,000 per year mm-hmm. just for tuition fees. And you multiply that by four because a degree is four years. 
So I had to not just get that money, but also find money to survive in London. You know, living expenses, rent, food. I don't know, maybe maybe traveling, like taking the bus. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm, obviously, my parents didn't have that money. Yeah. If not even close. <laughs> and I remember my mom kind of teasing me, saying, oh, have you found money yet? No, of course not. Well, let's see how you're going to make that happen. And I thought like, well, I'm going to show her. Good. I found sponsors, mm -hmm. philanthropists, who I played for, and then I wrote them a letter. Obviously, I didn't do it just by myself. I got help from other people that were really, really, really close to me, and they wanted to help me, and they guided me to do the right things. Um, and then I got the funds, and then I told my mom. And suddenly, obviously she was proud, but she also realized that I'm, I'm, I'm not just living home, I'm living the country. Yeah, you can do it. Um, and then I moved to London. So my tuition, fee, tuition fees were covered, but living expenses, I had to start from scratch mm -hmm. and I had nothing. And as a student back then with student visa, I wasn't allowed to work as a performer. I could just take normal jobs. And I just didn't want a normal job. I just didn't. I wanted to play music. I wanted to work in what I like doing, in what I do, what I'm good for. So that was a struggle. I was so, so many times I was down on my knees having almost no money. I was buying food at Poundland. Hey, we've all been there. Yeah. I was mm -hmm. living on, on Poundland food, like tuna cans bread and pasta i was living on that food and i was happy i was like oh my god everything is so cheap here <laughs> <laughs> i do remember once asking my teacher in college uh, for food money because i didn't have any money coming in for like that week i think and i was like would you just give me 20 pounds? I'll give it back to you like next week. She gave me 50 because she couldn't believe, she couldn't believe me that I could get enough food in with 20 pounds. Um, and she actually forced me to go to the big Tesco um, on my way back from college. There's a big Tesco. Uh, she told me, you go, you go, you buy whatever you buy and you come back to yours and you call me and you tell me what you bought. I want to know. Yeah. So I did. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, I gave her the money back. And um, yeah, there, were, there, were, there was these kind of times where I just had absolutely nothing. But giving up wasn't an option. I was always positive and I always felt like, yeah, this is something I have to go through. It's mm -hmm. fine. I'll go through it. It's, good. It's, it's, it's exciting. It's new. It, I love that. It's part of my journey. Um, other times, I was busking. Mm -hmm. In my second year... My second year or end of second? No, in my second year in college, I quit. I was working back then at Sports Direct. And it was just not enough. I was earning six sixty an hour. Back in the day. I'm talking about seven years ago. Um, 
it was just not enough. I tried to take as many shifts as I could. It was just not enough. So I quit my job to go busk on the streets. And then something occurred to me. That was actually a big revelation. I realized that there is an option for me to do what I want, whenever I want, yes. for as much as, as I, I want, want, and make a living out of it. Not just make a living, but make a better living than a normal job. And it clicked to me, because I thought, if it exists on this very basic raw level of busking on the streets, it must exist anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So it exists anywhere else. If it exists like that, I'm sure it exists everywhere else. And this really opened my mind. I started looking for these kind of opportunities. I started opening my, my mind to, to this kind of thinking. And I developed this mentality that, okay, so I can get performance opportunities that will keep me going without having to stress. And I could do it the way I want to do. I just have to find the way there. And I managed to eventually. I managed. It took some time, obviously. Um, I need to. I had to meet more people and get involved with more people artistically, musically. Um, and the more people got to know me, then I got more opportunities. And I started pushing myself through social media as well. And I got even more opportunities. And then bit by bit, I started building up uh, my performance portfolio. Performing, even if it was private events and weddings, I suddenly I could breathe. I could be a student, I could have a steady income and even save a little bit of money so I could buy a GoPro camera, for example, yeah. or buy a laptop. Uh, suddenly I felt good. I felt like, okay, things are happening. And it made me more hungry because every time I reached a new level, I was thinking about, okay, so what's next? There must be even more. So it kept me hungry for more. I always wanted to develop even further and grow even further uh, with what I did. So yeah, it never it never ends. It never ends, and it's a good. Sometimes, obviously, it's it's a curse because sometimes I would be a bit hard on myself. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing well enough. Oh, it's it's taking too long. Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I do sometimes stop to just look back. It's it's always good to look back at your achievements even if it's for a minute and say you know what i've done well and i've i've learned that yeah it's good to look back at your achievements of what you've done too because if you keep just going forward and forward and forward by the time you realize you're like 50 or 60 and even then you're still young but you're like in 50 or 60 and you haven't given thanks for all of those achievements that you've done yeah and even as a student i started doing that at the end of each um, academic year, I would look back and I would think, okay, so last year I made an X income and I've done those things. Mm -hmm. And then in the, a year later, I'd be like, wait, so I've doubled myself. I've See? doubled my income from, from the year before and I've done more things musically, artistically. And then a, a year later, I'd be like, wait, I've, I've tripled myself. I mean, I'm not a businessman, but but... I have made this progress, so I'm doing well. I just need to continue. Well, to me, you're doing more than well. Thank you. <laughs> you're doing way more than well. The one thing I would love to ask you is a lot of musicians, especially, or artists even, mm 
have mental health or anxiety when they're on stage. So my question for you is, how do you deal with the anxiety and the performance anxiety of when you're actually on stage? That's a, actually, I would say it's quite a big topic because um, those perceptions, those feelings, they don't just... I wouldn't say the, the cause of them is being on stage. The cause of them, actually, the root of them is the environment. Yes. So when you, as, as a kid, you grow up in this environment of competitiveness yeah. and sure. other kids practicing like, like crazy and parents having expectations and they push. And my parents were quite demanding and, and they would even criticize me, um, sometimes beyond... <laughs> beyond what what should be done um but that's fine i've i've grown to deal with that but when you grow up in such an environment you develop these anxieties and 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 stage fear because everything has to be perfect on stage and you just don't want to fuck up sorry for my language (laughs) you don't want to make mistakes but then the more you grow you realize that mistakes are not that horrible I mean, we're, we're all human beings. We're not robots. I find the, the imperfections to be perfection. Absolutely. And if there's other people out there that play like machines, well, good for them. If they like to play, to, to practice eight hours a day, every day, and do only that and not know anything else in the world apart, apart from their instrument, that's good for them. I just thought, well, I want to have other things in life as well. I want to have... Obviously, I'm not trying to put anyone else down. I'm not trying to say that I'm better than anyone. I just talk, I'm just talking about my preferences um, growing up in a certain environment because I did meet other people that were practicing like machines hours and hours and hours every day, but you wouldn't be able to run a normal conversation with them because they yeah. wouldn't know what to say. Um, so I just thought to myself, I want to experience life it's not just about music. I love music. Music is my life, but I do have life outside of music. I do have my my wants and needs and, and other things that make me happy and thrilled and excited. For example, change of seasons gets me excited. I love the smell in the air of a change of a season. It doesn't matter which season. There's something fresh in the air. Yeah. There's something exciting about it. It's so simple. Things like that, you know. Uh, nature, obviously, I mentioned I love nature. I love speed. I love car racing. I don't have a driver's license, but I love going <laughs> to go karts. <laughs> what would be your car of choice? McLaren. For real? Yeah. I went in one. I, I When I sat in a McLaren, I was so low that all you could see was my hair. You couldn't see anything else. <laughs> <laughs> It was that low, and I was like, whoa. And then it's funny because, and I asked the guy, the question I asked him was, why did you decide to buy a McLaren? He said, I have, I have so much money, he said. This was his words. I have so much money, and I thought, if I don't do it now, I never will. And I've realized that a lot of people who work in the corporate world, because that's where I work, a lot of people who work in the corporate world have a lot of money, and I mean a stupid amount, but they're not happy. And there is one guy 
who I became very close with, uh, he has nine Porsches. And I said, are you happy? He said, no, it just I can just buy them just because I can. And there is an abundant difference, and this is what I mean. And what the point I'm trying to get at is you can have a lot. I've done it the other way around. So you can find happiness to find your talent and be happy, but have no money yet. Or you can work your whole life, get money, and be unhappy. The choice is yours. And I found that. And these are his words. He says, I wish I'd done it the other way around. So, and that's why I commend people like us that may not have the money, but because of our mindset and how we are structured, how we structured ourselves, we will get there. But the one thing that we will have more than anybody else is creativity, the willpower, the faith to be poor, but then the faith to have something, but then also to have happiness. And then when we have the money, we have everything, we're complete. But because they've done it the other way around, they feel like because they've got the money young, they don't they don't feel like anybody is their friend. They feel like everybody who is trying to be their friend wants something from them. And that's why I say to anybody who is creative, this is just me saying this in my opinion, never give up on what you love doing, even if you have nothing, because your nothing will turn into something eventually. So that's why everything you've said has been so tremendously true and even me saying this now has made it even more real. So I love the fact that you continue to do what you do. Because to me, it's, you're telling your story to people to let them know not to give up, to keep having faith. The fact that you went out and you pitched to people shows people that you can do it. So I have a lot of faith in you, even though I'm here in your home and I've literally just met you not long ago. It's beautiful to see that people are still going, just like yourself. Thank you very much. Um I want to say um, there's something, in my opinion, right now that's that from the perspective I am coming from these days, there's, to me is more important than money, and that is opportunity. Oh, that's what I mean. And I rediscovered the power of opportunity, but not just having opportunities coming your way. Because, yeah, that's an energy thing if you are putting your mindset to just be open to that. Things will come your way. I've experienced that. It isn't a thing of energy, but also creating opportunities, chasing opportunities. And that's something I learned from my girlfriend, actually, because um, she would just go for opportunities, even if she didn't think there were good opportunities for her, or even she, if she didn't think she was good enough for those opportunities still went for them and that's how she made a life for herself like as a performer like so having our paths cross together i had this enlightenment of okay i i remember that because i used to do that when i moved to london see i chased the opportunity i got sponsors no one believed me that i could raise 20,000 pounds multiplied by four for each year. Mm -hmm. No one believed me, and I made it. See. And and there were people along the way that tried to bring me down as well. Yeah. They thought like, ah, go work for it. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was working, not just having a normal job, Sports Direct and other places I used to do um, 
waffle meister for example i used to sell belgian waffle um i used to work in exhibitions selling pillows i used to bask on the streets i used to go to malls and sell some products in kiosks yeah. i used to do dog sitting Same. for income as well i used to do everything i could just to bring some money in but it, it's not enough as a foreign student in london against these enormous oh yeah tuition fees and and living costs and i was living very modestly very modestly i mean my upgrade from poundland was iceland eh <laughs> <You know? laughs> i'd buy i'd buy all these frozen vegetables which i liked and frozen chicken and everything that these days i'm not sure i would have recommended to people uh, health wise but i was eating all of that because i didn't care and i was fine to be honest i was fine yeah um and nowadays i'm doing dog sitting for fun i don't even care i just yeah i just do it for fun sometimes i'm like could i dog sit your dog because i love your dog and <laughs> I just happened to have some some time. So please let me know. Oh. I'm not desperate for it, you know. I just do it for the fun sake, just to spend some time with with a lovely animal. Um I like that. But, but yeah, I I I absolutely agree. So opportunity is is to me now is more important than money because yeah. through opportunities I could get so much more than that. It's it's fulfillment. Money would not necessarily give me fulfillment. It's yeah. an asset. It is it is good to have obviously but if you are diligent and put yourself out there and willing to push and continue things things will happen. Things will happen for you. I agree with you. Who would you consider to be one of your heroes? One of my heroes. I w- I would I would have few actually. First of all, my dad. My dad went through some very hard things in life, very very hard, and he had to put with some unrealistic scenarios, life-threatening unrealistic scenarios that normal people just don't even imagine, and he's got PTSD. and no one ever took care of him and yet he still managed to marry my mom who was a beautiful person and raise a family and take care of us all of us and make sure we get good education and that we were safe and he would always show up if i needed him if i needed his help and he would always defend me if i needed always always and always um and i want to say my mom as well obviously because you had to put up with other things in life that when i discovered them i was like wow my heart is is aching because people don't deserve that mm. but at the same time i'm feeling that i'm so happy that they found each other yeah cuz they are 
truly in love with themselves and uh, with themselves with each other sorry <laughs> they're truly in love with each Both. other yeah and um and it's just i'm i'm very fortunate to have that um situation and 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 the family because not everyone is fortunate to have that mm-hmm. I've, I've 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 known some people that weren't as fortunate so it's something that um i cherish i really cherish also all of my violin teachers would be my heroes all three of them they're all females Hey. They're all females, and each one of them at a time was like my second mother, mm-hmm. each and single one of them, and I learned so much from them. I became at large the person I am because of them as well, because I learned not just technical and artistic and professional skills and mentalities from them. I learned personal human being skills and lessons and things that will serve me as a person outside of music I learned from them uh, each one of them was independent and powerful and strong and inspiring and interestingly enough looking at all the changes that happening around the world these days I feel very lucky because these changes to me make me feel like really guys you're quite late because I grew up with with all of that already like mm-hmm. surrounding me I've been completely educated by females even at school all teachers females mm-hmm. it was really rare to have a male teacher and So yeah, I, 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 it's, it's just, I have a lot of respect for my teachers and I have a lot of respect for other females, ladies that choose to do whatever they choose to do mm-hmm. and they just go with it and they do it and they go full on with it and they just plow through everything I just have complete respect for that mm-hmm. I love that I grew up sur- surrounded by that my great my girlfriend is like that she's way more accomplished in her field than I am in mine I love it there's only a few men that I believe are strong enough to let a female be more accomplished than they are and embrace that I don't need to let anything. She was there already before I was, you know? You'll be so surprised. There are a lot of men in the world who feel pressured by the fact that a woman is more accomplished. I did. Accom- I did. I won't lie to you. I did. When mm-hmm. I first met her, I was like, oh my God, wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, I admire that. Don't get me wrong. I admire that. I always had a thing for accomplished ladies mm-hmm. I always I never wanted to have a girlfriend who would be uh, clingy and needy and leaning on me I always liked girls that 
had something in their life going Strength. on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I always because also relationship wise, you want to learn from the other side as well. Of course, it's you teach and you learn and you inspire and you get inspired. Yeah, to me, it's very important, and it's it's in my opinion, it's wrong that one side would be just hanging on the other side. Mm-hmm. It's just wrong. I like balance. I like to march hand by hand next to each other. I like that. You know, obviously some periods one side needs more support. That's yeah, true. It's fine. That's fine. The, the, the wheel is turning. It's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, I always liked um, accomplished uh, women, ladies. It was just, yeah, I don't know. It's just, just the way I'm probably because I grew up surrounded by By, by strong that. women. Yeah. It sounds like My it. education, everything. Um, so yeah, when I met my girlfriend, I, I felt like, whoa, she's a big deal. Yo. <laughs> but 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 it it also it also pushed me to to try harder and be better for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's 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 you versus you, and and I was like, okay, it's my ego, it's my insecurities, it's it's just me, it's yeah. just me. I can I can make it better. I like that. And if I make it better for myself. I make it better for both of us as well. Exactly. See, there you hit the nail on the head. That's and that's where you inspire as well. That's where it is. Because I got inspired and then I started pushing and she got inspired. See, I like that. When was the last time you felt totally at peace with yourself? Quite a few times recently. I like that. Yeah. I like that. No, no, no quite, quite. I'm, I'm in a good place. I can see that. I'm in a good place. I can see that. So And funnily enough, we are in it's August, yeah. A year and a half ago I was in a very different place. Very different place. But I, I maybe you have a, a a question where I could provide that answer for. So. But yeah. Well I could ask you. I'd be happy to ask you. My question would be, was there ever a time when you were in a bad place? Yes. Could you tell us the story of when you were in that bad place? What do you feel put you in that bad place? And how did you come out of that bad place? So let's go back to... uh, Yeah, let's go back to January 2021. January 2021 is when I was hit by depression for the first time in my life. It was the middle of COVID as well. It, 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 has not, it had nothing to do with COVID, actually. COVID was just a not amazing background for it that added its own things. But my depression was just something much bigger than that. Um... So back then, I was a few months separated from my ex-girlfriend. And a year before that, we went through an abortion. It was tough. It wasn't easy. Uh, None of us was ready for that. And we were on pills as well. Mm -hmm. So it just was very surprising and very... Scary, happy and scary at the same time. That's how I felt. Um, because I wasn't ready for anything like that. And 
so the abortion was just tough and the aftermath of that was even tougher because for eight ten months she was just not well physically it created some problems mm-hmm. and I just didn't want to be there anymore I lost everything inside me all the feelings and I felt guilty as well I didn't leave I just wanted to stay there to make sure she gets well and eventually she did and then it was my time to finish things in November 2020 then in January 2021 when my depression striked in it was a um, post-trauma reaction to this whole year that just finished before. And I had panic attacks and I was just not in a good place. And she was still around. And it was just not easy. Um... And COVID, so I was alone here in my flat. London in the winter is very dark. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. Very quiet. I would put radio and music really loud in the flat, so I would feel like as if people are talking next to me. I have a ring light here that looks like a little sun, I call it. I could make it even brighter. So I would put it on and feel like as if I have mini sun in, in the room. Um not much to do, not much to see. Even friends would not leave their houses. Yeah. Just very quiet, very lonely. I would work out, I would run outside, but wouldn't really help. I just needed to recharge. For six months, I was just down and low. And I had um, some triggers as well. Sometimes I would cry, just... thinking about little kids or seeing little kids or even hearing a song in the radio that speaks about their father and I would just randomly start to cry. And it got worse. It became anxiety and paranoia. And there were other things going around back then that just got me so scared. And so I just... I would close the windows, I would put the blinds down, I didn't want people to hear me. And I remember just thinking to myself, okay, this has to end. Yeah. This is not me. This is not the way I am. I'm I'm not that person. Because it's not, it's not how I deal with things. It's not, it's just, I don't deserve it. I just thought, I don't deserve this. So I started taking NLP sessions, remotely via Zoom. Within two to three weeks, I completely bounced back. It was a miracle. It was a miracle. I just bounced back completely to that person I was when I just arrived in London, full of hope, full of optimism, full of wonder. And then I had a crazy summer, summer 2021, I was gigging so much, 
so much, like five gigs a week on average. It is enormous. I've never had that even before COVID. And I was feeling great and I was happy and I was just doing what I loved. And I didn't sleep a lot, but I was very happy and I had yeah. energy. And for six, seven months, it went like that. And I was so, so, so happy. Obviously, I had some, some. I think twice I just needed like a week off just to, to sleep. <laughs> and I got that. But I was happy and I was in a good, not neutral place. And then I met my girlfriend. See? And so, and then it went even higher than that. I fell in love. And I discovered an even stronger sense of love inside of me. So much stronger that I could just heal myself from anything just by being loving. Sounds cliche, but it just felt like that. It just felt like that. And I saw the reactions of other people around me. Yeah. Like They were like, you're glowing. It's so nice. I was like, well, I'm, I'm loving. Yeah. And then I looked back. I looked back a year. And I thought, wow, from depression, from the lowest energy level to love. What a crazy journey. In one year, from the l very end of the spectrum to the other side. And I thought, wow, I'm lucky. That's the beautiful thing about life. You never know what's on the other yeah, side. Yeah, because some people take, it takes some years. Mm -hmm. And I was so happy that it just, that I went through it, but, but I got out of it. There are so many things that we manifest and we don't realize we manifest them. So we can be in a low place and we think that low place is going to be there forever. But we've already, in our thoughts and our mind and in our hearts especially, we've manifested things and we don't realize that are working in the background. Like sometimes, I don't know if you've ever felt like this, you can feel like, I always say this, I always say, I feel like something's working in the background. I don't know what it is, but something's happening in the background and I want to pinpoint it, I want to know what it is, but I'm not meant to know. And even when you're at your worst, those things, those good things are still working for you in the background. So when you are at your lowest point, it will push, you will push yourself and you'll keep pushing because you've already, you've already manifested goodness and it's coming. You just have to be patient. And that's the key word is patience. Absolutely. I remember um, in the middle of my depression, I wanted to go back home mm -hmm. for like a month. So I did. And I just knew that I just need some time to recharge, be with the family, mm. enjoy my country, meet with friends, go to the beach. Mm. Um, I told myself, I'm not going to push for anything. I'm not going to expect anything special to happen. Because um, I did have some musical opportunities there yeah. as well. Things just happen themselves. And I just knew that it's it's time to just relax and recharge and it was going well actually it was going really well and then i went to spain with my sister for another month because she lives there and even became better then i had a little fall down um, just before i came to london and then in london but then i i, I was like okay so i'm not letting anything yeah. bring my way up 
So I, then I started NLP and just, yeah. See, those are the stories that I love to hear. And you made me ask the question. So thank you. Pleasure. I only have two more for you, Bar. Mm-hmm. So my second to last one is, when you feel like you have done everything in your life that you've wanted and needed to do, what would you like your legacy to be in the world? I think if we're talking about legacy, I would definitely like to help other people to realize that whatever they do doesn't define them, but they define what they do. And that's how you make something, even if it's something that many other people do, that's how you make it yours. That's true. That's how you make it yours. Because if you are defined by what you do, then who you are? Who are you? That's one thing. Another thing is, I always like to find new horizon. I always like to do things that are outside of the box. Reinvent myself. Find new ways of doing things, collaborate with people, and just be open-minded. Mm. I think being open-minded is very, very, very useful. Not just as a creative, as a musician, as an artist, but as a human being. Because if you're not open-minded, how are you going to be able to mm. meet new people of other cultures? How are you going to understand other people? How are you going to embrace them? Mm-hmm. How are you, how are you going to be able to build community with them you know we are we're sharing this planet with so many other people yeah. being open-minded is is it's a very useful tool to just be able to get through things together we don't have to get th- through everything together but we can always empathize That's with true. other people we can and help other people yeah. and it doesn't have to be major things a little thing you do for someone today would make a huge difference tomorrow That's true. I agree with you there. That is definitely true. So my last question for you, before the chan- before I have the chance to say thank you to you, is I would love for people to be able to find you on all your social media platforms, anywhere where people can find you to get in contact with you or even just have a conversation with you like I've had the privilege of doing today. Where can they find you? So first of all, I have an official website. So if you just type my full name on Google, Bar Markovic, you'll find my website, barmarkovic.com. From my website, I've made it very easy, basically. You can find the links to all my social media. Yeah, You can sure see can. the icons. And you can also click um, to be directed to listening to my music on every streaming platform on this planet. So very, very easy to find me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's all available out there. So whatever platform you want, whatever social media platform, it's all there. Make, making it easy for everyone to <laughs> jump in. I like the way you said that, making it easy. Sounds, it sounds like a good sentence to I like, say. I like to make things sounds, comfortable. I like to be good. a comfortable person for other people. You know, yeah. if, if I can, why not? No, that's true. Because if other people feel comfortable around me, then they will feel more themselves. That is true. 
right? That is they can enjoy true. themselves better. I agree with I you. I can then. enjoy them on a deeper level as well. That is true. But this is where I have the chance to say thank you so much for inviting us into your home. Thank you for your compassion and kindness. Thank you for your communication over the phone for the last few weeks. I'm so humbled to be here with you and Bentley who is behind me. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed every single second of interviewing you today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so, so much. Pleasure is all mine. I'm very happy to have you both here. Um, I've had such a nice time. Very, very lucky, very humble, very happy to have done this. I'm very grateful. I'm so happy that you found me. This is so random and I'm so glad. I'm so glad I'm so happy. But it, it, this is, look, this is the miracle. This is how I changed my mindset to even open myself up for more opportunities. Exactly. And, and you found me mm-hmm. because something changed in the way I radiate. And I don't, be, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's, it was meant to happen. I think I've always, I've always said that people are sent to you. So my grandma gave me this saying, she says, when God or whoever you believe in, wants to bless you they'll send you a person and I've always kept that with me so every time I meet someone new and believe me ever since 2020 of of interviewing people I have met so many incredible people and heard so many incredible stories that my mind is just blown away by each and every story that I hear from everyone you know let me add to that, please. There is uh, one of the... Um, in one of the first chapters of the Bible, mm-hmm. of the Torah, the, the, the Jewish Bible, says that God created man mm-hmm. in his shape or in his form. Yeah. Therefore, to add to what you said, even for non-believers, who, who, whatever you believe in, yeah. Basically, we all have something godly within us. So if a person has been sent to us, it's because we also made that happen because we have something godly within us. So we have the power to make great things. And and, and it's funny, I I, I do believe in God, but I'm not a big, I'm not a religious person. You look at me, you see me. Um, But the fact that, I mean, you read God created this, God created that. We have the power also to create as human beings. Exactly. There you, you know? go. You Even if it. you don't believe, we can create. We can create life. We can make kids. We can um, plant trees. Yeah. We can build things. Yeah. We can create. We can create music. We can create art. We have the power to create things for ourselves, for each other, for others. We have something godly within us. We have the power. I love that. Well, thank you so much again for coming on the show. And I can't wait to release this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to release this, guys. I want to thank you so much for listening to the Ask People podcast. And please remember, you can subscribe and leave us a review on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and any other platform that you prefer listening to. 
please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And you can also donate to the Yes People podcast by simply going to the Savvy Rocks website or just typing in paypal.me forward slash us people podcast guys thank you so much for listening stay happy stay positive and as always please continue to be kind to one another i'm done with yeah i'm done i'm done with confusion yeah i'm done I need a solution Peace of mind, peace of mind Gotta keep my energy and peace of mind I protect my energy and peace of mind Gotta keep my energy and peace of mind Peace of mind, peace of mind Gotta keep my energy and peace of mind I protect my energy and peace of mind Gotta keep my energy and peace of mind Peace of mind, peace of mind Gotta keep my energy and peace of mind I protect my energy and peace of mind Gotta keep my energy People say that having a peace of mind is trying to find a consistency of calmness within ourselves to crave for a clarity that drives us through our emotional journey of life to never let a person's judgment manifest into a fear inside of us learning to believe in our ability to shine through the darkest moments and tunnels when we cannot see the light patience being our light for forgiveness and strength to believe in our destiny. If you want real peace of mind, one needs to stop fighting their inner thoughts and embrace them with love. Because love is the most amazing and beautiful strength that we have to conquer our peace of mind. Make your thoughts impact a nation by keeping them true and honest, especially to yourself. But make your peace of mind protect you when you don't have strength to embrace anything else. Find your peace of mind by listening to your heart. Peace of mind, gotta keep my energy and peace of mind. I protect my energy and peace of mind. Gotta keep my energy and peace of mind. Peace of mind, peace of mind. Gotta keep my energy and peace of mind. I protect my energy and peace of mind. Gotta keep my energy and peace of mind. Peace of mind, peace of mind. Gotta keep my energy and peace of mind.